Okay, welcome to catechesis. Um, this is a very um, special Sunday. You know, our our texts and our prayer really emphasize are really emphasizing the building up of the church and who we are as the body of Christ, as living stones of a spiritual house. And so it's very neat. I don't. This wasn't actually planned this way. I don't think anybody looked at the lectionary and said, "Oh, this is a Sunday. We want the vestry to come and tell us about." what their vision is for the church, but that's what we have this morning. We have our vestry members with us to give us some ideas of um, things that might be coming up and also to communicate the vision of how we can be the best expression of the, of the body of Christ in this little town of Wheaton, Illinois. Um. Good morning, everybody. Um, it's been a few months since I've gotten up in front of everybody. It's, it's, it's just telling Jim, it's, it's good to you know, get, out of your com get out of your comfort zone every now and then. Um, uh, welcome to our Vestry Town Hall catechesis. My name is Sarah Stanley and I'm the senior warden and we'll get into what that means in a few minutes. I'm really glad to have you here. Um, actually, the purpose for this morning is really simple. We just want it to be a chance for you to get to know the work of the Vestry a little bit more and for us to hear from you. So with that in mind, we've kept the agenda straightforward. I'm gonna start us off just with an introduction to what the vestry is doing, who we are, and then we'll have each vestry member uh, just introduce themselves and share about their respective ministry areas. We'll then open it up just for a time of questions or comments that you'd like to ask us or just share with, share with the community. So the first question is, what is a vestry? And for those who are not you know, steeped in Anglicanism, this is a common question. Um, so basically, a vestry is similar to what a board of a nonprofit is. Uh, vestry members are legal representatives of a church and have responsibility for the church's finances, their property, and issues related to human resources. The vestry consists of nine lay people and the rector. So Father James serves as the presiding officer of the vestry. And then there are two wardens or leaders who serve as the lay leaders. The senior warden, which is what my role is, is a support person for the rector and represents the parish to him. The junior warden, who's Brad, Kathy, has responsibility for the church's property. So vestry members are comprised of adult members of the congregation and serve three-year terms. At, the annual, at our annual meeting in uh, January, three new members are elected, and then the three members who have served their three-year term cycle off. We seek nominations for new vestry members in the fall, so please be on the lookout for that. We strive to have vest the re vestry represent different parts of all souls, including people of different ages, genders, how long they've been Christians or, or at all souls. Uh, you don't have to have special skills to be on the vestry. You just have to have a willingness to do it. Um, and then we also meet monthly, usually on the second Thursday of the month, and everyone is welcome to come. So if you ever wanna just come hang out with the vestry, come hang out with us this Thursday, actually. So a key part of vestry duties is that each vestry member gets to work with a particular ministry area to help encourage and support it. Ministry areas include things like youth and children's ministry, souls on mission, which is our outreach, et cetera. There's a complete list of those ministry areas, their leaders, and then the vestry representatives on the All Souls website. Um, it's under the About section, under the our leadership, our leadership section under that. If you haven't taken a look at that, I would definitely urge you to. The list is long and it's amazing. There's just a lot of great work that's been done by a lot of people. Um, 
So part of the vestry liaison work includes working uh, out the annual budget with their ministry leader, but it also means like meeting with them, encouraging them, being a sounding board for them, offering input, praying for them. So there's a huge spiritual component as well, and the spiritual and the financial aspects intermix. And then communication is another key aspect of, of vestry work, communicating with the parish at large about what's happening with all souls, and also listening and receiving feedback and answering questions. Of course, that's the purpose of this town hall, but you are enthusiastically welcome to talk to any vestry member, ask questions at any time, and if we don't know the answer, we can find someone, someone who will. I'm gonna turn this over shortly to my esteemed vestry colleagues, but before I do that, I just wanna share about a few of the initiatives we've been developing over the, these past years that are really important. I think it's really important to remember that the ultimate work of the vestry is to seek uh, God's mission for all souls, you know, in collaboration with our, with our clergy. That's exciting and that's, and that's essential. So one of the things that we've done in the last few years is actually establish an annual spiritual retreat um, for the vestry where we meet together, we share, we plan, we pray. Um, Ruth Haley Barton's book, uh, Finding God's Will in Community, has been really helpful for us in that. It's provided some theological and practical insights about how to do that. And so one of the things that actually came out of it was an, a formal agreement where vestry members commit to seeking God's will together, to giving grace, to participating in conflict transformation, and to communicating openly with each, which there's a whole lot to unpack under each of those areas, but I'll, I'll spare you now. We've also done things like created a vestry member job description, um, which hopefully empowers and provides clarity for us. And we've also added just a fun, a new member orientation. In fact, we had ours a week or so ago where there was food and wine, which is a pretty nice way to do, do an orientation. And it's just, just to help you know, new vestry members be comfortable with what um, we're being asked and get familiar with some of the behind the scenes, what's happening. Um, and I just, I need to say a thanks to Christy Marcus just for really um, playing an important role in getting some of these uh, things established in her leadership. So we're really glad and grateful that those things can continue. There's more to say, but I'm gonna turn it over to Brad Cathy right now, our junior warden. Thank you, Sarah. It's fun to see Sarah grow into this position. We all have to grow into it because we come with uh, little experience. So as junior warden, I partner with the senior warden and our rector, and um, mainly in just um, anything that ha gets a little sensitive or uh, anything that uh, relates to personnel. So we meet with uh, our staff and do little reviews and check-ins throughout the year. I also oversee the facility and grounds, and I do this with the help of our sexton, who is uh, Doug Zimmerman, and he's doing an absolute great job. He oversees uh, our cleaning, uh, um, cleaning folks, I don't know what else to call them, and our landscaping. He also is going to help out with the newly formed Garden Guild. We have a special project for facilities this year, which you have heard about, probably not seen much, but we are going to do some remodeling, new flooring here in the nave, and then uh, we're gonna be doing some remodeling downstairs for our children's ministries. We're also working on accessibility 
So you've seen the ramp go in last year, and then we're going to also have a chairlift in the stairway. Just ways that people uh, f can access our facility without any issues. I also am liaison to the belonging committee, which we used to call membership or assimilation, but now it's called. <laughs> you can tell I resisted a little bit. <laughs> but if you were at our uh, newcomers luncheon last week, you will have seen the work of the belonging committee, which is headed up by Tammy Lewis and Ali Arcati. I also attend the exciting Tuesday operations meeting with Sarah, <laughs> where we kind of take a look at what happened last the previous Sunday and what we're looking forward to, some of the mechanics of how things work around here. And not really related to vestry, but I also am a verger. I get to wear the crow suit about uh, every three weeks. And I also work with Jennifer Merck on communications. So, any questions for me? Let's see, maybe save the questions for last. Okay, all right. I'm the next elected one. All right, good morning, everyone. For those who I have not met yet, my name is Melinda Mahoney. Uh, I and my family have been coming to All Souls since I think about 2014. Time flies, right? Uh, it's hard to imagine that it's been that long. Um, so uh, I am connected, and I just want to make sure I bring up my list so I don't forget any pieces of it. I'm connected with the community formation group and, and Deacon Mary. We've been uh, really getting to know each other here in this short time that I've been a vestry member. That community formation houses a lot of different things. Uh, house groups, adult catechesis, retreats, uh, small gatherings, the library, intercessory prayer, Bible studies, a lot of stuff, right? And that's what's exciting about it from my perspective is the fact that it encompasses so many things that touches, you know, a huge portion of our, of our congregation. So um, the thing that, that when I think about that comes to mind is really um, the, there is a need. And I'll ask all of you here this morning for that. The need is agility. What do I mean by that? I, what I mean by that is agility in, you know, praying for all of these groups and all of the members, if you, if you can. Uh, praying for Deacon Mary because she's got a lot on her plate, <laughs> certainly. Um, agility in if you are not involved in any of these groups, thinking about, hmm, maybe it could be time for me to, to get involved. And agility in thinking about also if you're asked to help because Again, a lot of things that touch, a, touch many people within our congregation, that requires a lot of heavy lifting. So, you know, other hands always, always make the load lighter. All right, thank you so much. Hi, I'm Bruce Knowlton. I have uh, called All Souls my home faith community since the very beginning, a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> We started this adventure with young children uh, in children's ministries. You'll see why this becomes relevant. And almost 20 years in, I still have young children <laughs> in children's <laughs> ministries. And 
And yes, I do know where babies come from, but thanks for your concern. <laughs> so spiritual formation for our, our children, and I'm liaison to our children's ministries, has been in All Souls DNA right from day one. Thanks to the, the vision and uh, just sheer hard work of the people who, who organized this startup almost 20 years ago. And uh, it's been uh, just a huge part of the core of what we do ever since then. And we don't do it the same way that everyone else does it. Uh, this was really brought home to me during COVID tide. And uh, I would oftentimes attend children's worship over here in the garden alongside the building rather than the main service over here on the other side of the building. Uh, to keep track of my majorly unruly young son. And you know what? Uh, I, didn't, I never once felt like I was missing out on anything for the depth, the richness, the space for contemplation. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. And so uh, that's why I'm super enthusiastic about it as well as invested. Uh, and given that it's so core to our identity here, it, uh, children's ministries take up a shockingly tiny footprint in the budget. The real riches here of All Souls are the people who engage with our children every week. So really, you all here is really what makes the place tick. I'm supposed to talk about needs coming up here, so we always need more people just to put on the programming that we're doing right now, I think takes about like 20 people on a Sunday, something like that. Is that, I could be off, but that's, that was the number I was given, and it's close. This is before we go adding uh, children's programming to any other services we might add, say even the 830 service that we've been doing. So people are always in need. Facilities? I'm really excited about the renovations we're doing, modeling, and what we do downstairs is going to make such a huge difference for how well we can, we can conduct our children's ministries down there. So that is very exciting. And then we need to be looking ahead years down the line to uh, transitioning leadership as well. Uh, Jennifer Merck has really been overseeing us from the very beginning. Uh, I don't know how many more years that will last, but we all know it can't last forever. So that is one thing that we're, we're talking about now. But in the meantime, uh, you know, I have no aptitude for working with children whatsoever, <laughs> which is what makes it hilarious that I'm, I'm a vestry liaison. But as I look out here, there are a bunch of you who I'm sure do. And so, <laughs> so if you're not volunteering already, please consider doing that one week a month, once every five weeks, whatever. Thanks. Hi everyone, I'm Megan Lynch and my husband Greg and our two boys have been coming to All Souls. Well, they were born while we were here, but we, Greg and I have been coming for 10 years now. And I am the liaison for Care Ministries. So I have the opportunity to work really closely with Ann McCarthy. Uh, who's doing really a phenomenal job in leading the different initiatives within CARE. 
And so I'm just going to give a shout out and a thank you to all of the volunteers who are involved in that. And I'll, I'll just start by listing them. One is prayer ministries, and Anne actually oversees that now. I would encourage you, if you're not part of the prayer chain, to consider just signing up for that. I find it's a great way to know about the needs in our community and to be able to lift them up in prayer as a community. And I think one of the things for those of you who might be on the prayer chain, just the opportunity to, to pray for things that are happening in our, in our nation and our country. Um, there's always a beautiful prayer that Anne offers for us to, uh, to contemplate and to uh, pray together. So prayer ministries is a big piece. Um, also underneath care ministries is were the listening groups that we had um, for a few years, and Joel Erickson helped lead that. So I want to thank Joel for his efforts. We've actually now wrapped up that portion of care ministries, but it's been, I think, really helpful for a lot of us to be able to process and listen to each other uh, together. Katie Schrader oversees the, the um, Care for Souls, which is where we do soul food, right? We offer food for those who are going through different challenges, maybe a new baby, sickness. Uh, so I think there's always a need for more people to sign up to be willing to serve in that way. Probably many of us have received food at times in our lives where we've really needed that. So uh, that's a big offering, so thank you. And then also new, newer, uh, I think, as an initiative is underneath care is Through the Roof Ministries, and that's really our focus on inclusion and accessibility. We've talked about from a facility standpoint how we've been working to make the building more accessible, uh, but Karis Wood has taken on leadership of that initiative, and it's been uh, especially a blessing for our family and including Timmy in the children's programs. But it's not just for children, and it's not just for people maybe with visible disabilities. It's for all of us who might, who might need some additional care and support to be included in the All Souls community. So I just want to, to note here, if you or anyone you know within the community might need that kind of additional support, whether it's uh, hard, being hard of hearing or having uh, just issues coming in and out of the building, please talk with Karis, and uh, her team is doing a great job to support us at All Souls. So those are the different initiatives under care, and I'll look forward to chatting more uh, a little bit later. Morning, I'm Jason Long. My uh, family and I have been coming to All Souls since we moved here about 12 years ago. Uh, I'm the liaison for Souls on Mission, which uh, as far as I can tell is the easiest uh, liaison <laughs> job uh, because it's run by Father Rob and Jennifer who kind of know what they're doing. I suspect that when I got on Vestry uh, three, almost three years ago, they assessed my aptitude and capacity and were like, you better give this guy Rob and uh, Jennifer's ministry because it's impossible to mess it up. Um, so, so it's just an awesome, uh, it's the outreach kind of umbrella uh, uh, for the work the church does, and it's an awesome model uh, that I've been able to talk about before. I talked about it a little at the, um, at the annual meeting, and, and Rob has talked about it, Jennifer's talked about it, where essentially we embrace, that we the church embrace the work uh, that you all are called to do in service to our community and try to come alongside that work support it as necessary, pray for it as necessary, claim it uh, when possible. Uh, and to me, it's just a, it's a cool model um, that's very organic and, uh, and sort of uh, ground up. Uh, and so, as I said at the annual meeting, I think one of, I wouldn't say it's a challenge, but one of the needs that we have is because it's sort of from the, the you know, the bottom up rather than the top down, we need to know what, what people are doing, what people, uh, what needs are seen in the community, what organizations uh, you, know, you all might be working with or work you might be doing that could use support to bring to, to, bring to us. So 
Um, like I've said before, it's like we need people's you know, radars to be on and we need to hear from people and know what, uh, what folks are doing. Um, and that's what's exciting about it and it's, it's what we need. And I would finally just say, it, it's my last year on Vestry, uh, sort of an overall um, maybe take on it is it's just been an incredible honor and privilege to be on the Vestry. It's not at all, I mean, I, I profit Wheaton College. I know what like institutional service is like and sometimes it's a real grind. Investry isn't a grind at all. I haven't found it, found it to be a grind at all. It's a privilege. It's an awesome group. Uh, it's a really cool way to, to really get involved and in in see what the church is all about. And it's been really inspiring for me, in particular, the way the group is dedicated to spiritual discernment as a model for leading and decision-making. So, you know, it's something, I think, for, for each of us to consider, for each of you to consider. If, it, if you're ever uh, asked to be on the vestry, I would, I would urge you to, to say yes, if at all possible. I don't think you'd regret it. Matt Milliner, my wife and I, Denise and I have been attending, same with Jason, 12 years. Peter and Polly are our children. And let me echo that with Jason. We're looking ahead. I, mean, I just got on three years, and then I passed the baton to one of you um, because I already feel changed by seeing behind the curtain, seeing how things work, and being so encouraged in that respect. I'm a Christian actively because of youth ministry. Um, and that it was it's a miraculous thing. Maybe some of you are as well. God spoke to my life as a 15-year-old. And in that 90s model of youth ministry, there was a, some time of risk to, for it to be an appendage to the, to the main congregation, almost sometimes even in opposition to it. It's not how it works here. Um, Father Rob is in charge of youth ministry, and I am working with him in that regard on the vestry. And um, he also sees that as a ministry to families. And that's one of the positives. It's integrated with the rest of the church. Um, we have Avi Hill, who is working with us in the youth this summer, who has been hired as Father Rob does hospice training, which is really exciting. And so she has taken on that role. If you volunteer in the youth ministry, could you raise your hand for a quick, quick acknowledgement and thanks to those who do that. It's a hugely important ministry. and. Um, Again, it's not a satellite. It's embedded within what we do here. So if you, want to con if you would like to uh, join those ranks, let me know or let Father Rob know. Um, we, we could always use more, but keep it at the center as a part of family, not um, something um, off to the side. It would have been so nice if we could have ended with Matt. <laughs> my name is Lee Hoffner, and my wife, Teresa, and I have been attending All Souls since 2014. Um, and uh, my ministry liaison area is what's called diocesan participation. Um, this area is, uh, uh, it, it is all about our participation with the Diocese of Pittsburgh. I'd call it more of an administrative area than a ministry, but um, um, what we do is uh, um, uh, we, we pay to the diocese approximately 5% of our annual budgeted expenditures. Um, and as uh, we work with the, dioc with the diocese, they um, uh, help with discernment for uh, uh, diaconal or priesthood ordination tracks. Membership in the diocese uh, is a gift to the clergy, for it gives them some community that isn't solely within the parish and connects them more 
intimately with, our, with the province <clears throat> through the mechanisms of diocesan participation. A uh, key name that you've already heard uh, at least once is the name Anne McCarthy. Um, she's the, the person with whom I liaise. She is uh, my partner in crime in bulletin production and um, she's our diocesan representative. She's, she's been this for all souls for many years and in a plurality of dioceses. <laughs> she brings much wisdom and grace and experience to this work and I would consider her irreplaceable. So all of this talk of retiring to the south of France one day <laughs> has simply got to stop. <laughs> And then um, one of our members is actually downstairs, and that's Melody Shorting, but she sent me so something that I'm gonna read on her behalf. Um, so Melody and her husband Marcus have been at All Souls for about two and a half years, and she's downstairs right now with Dana Dotson teaching pre-K and kindergarten Sunday school, part of those children's worship uh, volunteers we were talking about. So her liaison area is Seasons for Souls, led by the inimitable Denise Milliner, uh, if you've participated in a Seasons for Souls event like St. Nicholas, Shrove Tuesday, or the Great Vigil, you know how important these rhythms are liturgically and communally. The liturgi liturgical year is a big part of what drew Melody to Anglicanism, so supporting Seasons for Souls is close to her heart. Putting on events with excellence requires a lot of volunteer support, so please consider this an invitation. It's not a weekly or even a monthly commitment, but occasional. Uh, for example, the Great Vigil had a setup team who decorated the undercroft and put out tables, a serving team who managed food and beverages, and a team who cleaned and put things away. So we could use the undercroft on Easter morning. Seasons for Souls also supports the life of the church by facilitating baptisms, weddings, funerals, and more. And one year ago today, we celebrated Father Rob's ordination in, in the undercroft, thanks to Seasons for Souls. So if you'd like to support Seasons for Souls, uh, please reach out to Denise. Melody would also would like to thank Denise for her labor and imagination and to volunteers like Karen Mazera, who volunteer, vol voluntarily work on these holidays to make it all possible, and beautifully so. Um, contribute to the mission of the church by making the space beautiful, welcoming, and joyous. So thank you for all your seen and unseen contributions. Um, I don't know if you've just heard this theme, just the thinking for so, so many people. Um, and as senior warden, I, I, I'm representative with a lot of different areas, which includes worship, and worship is the bulletins, it's the ushers, it's our altar guild, it's our music committee. Um, we work with operations, which is Jennifer, our parish life facilitator. I work with legal, Mark Tater, our chancellor. Um, and ad hoc committees, uh, which includes the misconduct reporting committee. So just so you guys know, there's, there's, actually, there's a draft of that that is being uh, reviewed right now by our chancellor and will most likely uh, go to vestry in, in June. So there's just, there's just an update on that issue. So um, I'm gonna open this now just to any questions or comments uh, that people might have about and it doesn't have to be just the things that we've talked about, but if there are other things just about the church, about the vestry, or even for the clergy, we can drag them up here as well. So. Adam.
to be elected. So the question, no, no, that's a good question. So the question has been, how, have we ever considered a general election for vestry members? And it's my understanding, and can somebody else can jump in as well, is that it has been considered at, 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 at different times. And it's been done before. Um, and it's been decided that it didn't, we didn't like it. I think, and I can speak, I think there are a couple concerns. One that could turn into a popularity contest, right? And, or one, we didn't want people to feel badly if they didn't get a, a elected. So I mean, these are just some of the reasons that I've heard whether, um, I will say that one of the things that we've worked at doing is trying to make this more accessible to people is doing the nomination process and, and, and welcoming um, input from the congregation over, you know, multiple weeks so people have a chance to speak into that process. Um, and so currently then what happens is the three people who are getting off of vestry uh, receive those nominations and, and then uh, review them with, with the rector. With those things in mind that we talked about earlier in terms of wanting to represent um, different areas of the parish, um, different genders, I think, like Christie's year, I think they, they got three female members because the year before it had been three male. I mean, so just kind of those kinds of thinking, we're just trying to make sure that the vestry is representing everybody. So, and I know we actually, I think we considered that question in the last year or two as well, and just decided not to at this point. My sister's church, whether, I mean, my sister's church, she goes to an Anglican church in Lexington, Kentucky, and what people do, they nominate people and they actually draw names from a hat. So it's kind of biblical, you know, pick, <laughs> picking lots. But, uh, but anyway, I don't think that we've uh, considered that either. Is yeah. it fair to say that the way the congregation participates is in the nomination? So that's the, the time to speak up? That's the time to speak up. And so we want to make sure that we are doing a good job of communicating about the nominating process and if people are interested. And yeah, so. Church, where are the big holes that are coming up? And are we going to be able to fill them with volunteers? Are we going to need to hire? Um, should we be training people waiting in the wings? I mean, if Anne goes to the South of France, like, yeah. <laughs> These, yeah, no, so Karis's question is um, are, are we thinking about hiring people? I mean, are, are there holes that we have? And, and I, might look at, at Father James to uh, jump in on, on this question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not only am what I might do that, I will say, and I, I think there, I personally, I, I think there are <laughs> holes. 
Um, and you know, we, we've been we've been around for a long time now and do so much through volunteers, and that's really wonderful, and that volunteers' gifts are welcomed. Um, but there are also just those institutional questions of how do we continue? I mean, what are those core things that we need to make sure that are, that are, that are continuing? So I know, like Father James and I are actually gonna be meeting in a week or so to talk about maybe some administrative thing, uh, support that we, that we might need, and that could be one, one um, step in that. I will, I will say, so we talked about the vestry being responsible for human resources, issues related to human resources. So one of the things that Father James has actually taken the lead on is doing job descriptions for people, because just even having that clarity helps us see where the holes are. Um, and then so we are working on a final draft actually of a job description for Jennifer, who is our parish life facilitator. So once that gets finalized, then what are, what are those holes and, and then do we need to hire people? So um, I, I think the answer is yes. I don't know, do you? Thanks for the question, Karis. I mean, this is one of those things that does keep me up at night, um, thinking about how to uh, organize all souls. And, and, and it's been pressed upon me just in this last semester in terms of like regular attendance. So if you can remember, like say, you know, 2019 or what have you, I think our average Sunday attendance was around 210, 215. I think that's what John had said there. And at that point, we had two full-time priests, uh, a volunteer priest, and three deacons. And this last uh, spring, we're back up to about 200 on a Sunday morning, um, but we have one full-time priest, one part-time priest, and, and a volunteer deacon uh, who, who puts in a ton of work, but in non-stipendiary um, fashion. So even in terms of just like All Souls' history, in terms of clerical like staff, whatever, we're sort of mismatched from where we once were. Um, we've done a lot of work, I think, and especially again, Christy and, and this whole like ministry leadership chart that, that we have now, we, we've done a lot of work in the last couple of years getting a better handle on all these various ministries and who's engaged in them and who's doing what. And I think that's really been, that's been a wonderful process. I think we're maybe now moving to the stage where like, now we know what's going on. We can think a bit more about how to more effectively do this from an organizational structure, from an organizational perspective, given clergy, given lay leaders, given um, volunteers. And then that also factors into the budget too. I, I think from my perspective, we're still a little bit stabilizing our understanding of our own budget because everything from 2020 to the present has been a bit unstable. But my, my hunch is that going into this kind of next, next budgeting season, we'll have a bit more realistic understanding of just what our budget is and what we can do with the money that might be um, pledged or coming in in the next year. So that's just to kind of say, yeah, we're kind of, I'm kind of thinking about that a, a lot and I don't have anything concrete right now, but, and I may not have anything concrete in the near future, but, uh, but you can be assured that I'll be up at the night in the middle of the night thinking about it. Someone needs to be addressed specifically. Hey, we would like you to help. And then you feel honored and brought forward. But if we could see some, if you have a, a verbally need that um, I would like to help in this way. 
it would help us if you actively came to us and said, I've got gifts in this area, or I see struggle downstairs and I'm going to step in. Um, we are looking, just so you know, we're thinking, how do we find that? It would really help us to know from you, and even if you know someone who's not in this room right now, um, hey, we might need your help in that way. We don't want to face the burnout problem. We want to address it early, and we need more people doing more things. Is that fair, Sarah? Absolutely. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> and I'm scared of mics. I, I, um, but, you know, I think even caring for each other for community, one of the things is if you are suffering burnout from volunteering for a thing, you know, it's okay to step back. It really, you know, I, I know that we're recruiting volunteers, but it's, we really, I mean, our people are the most important, really. And, and, and burnout, if, if you feel like you need to step back on something, that's, that's really okay. So you can talk to your ministry leader, you can talk to your ministry rep. I mean, we, and we'll, you know, it's not, and that's one of the things, like even when I was asked to be senior warden, it's like, Sarah, it's not all on you, right? We're, we're a team, I mean, things are not gonna end you know, um, if, if somebody needs to step back. So there's definitely a huge amount of permission, just so people know. Other questions? Yes, I'm gonna answer. <laughs> That is a very important question. Yes, uh, Vestry meets on Thursday evenings, the second Thursday of the month, in the Undercroft, and there are snacks. So, yeah. So the question is, what's the protocol for people who are not on Vestry who come to Vestry meetings? And bring extra snacks. Bring extra, <laughs> bring extra snacks is what Bruce Bruce says. Um, you're welcome. I, I think that, you know, that's such an important question. Oh, Mark can speak to that. Hey, Mark, can I? There you go. Okay, so the, uh, the the vestry meeting is open to members of the of the congregation. It's not open to the public per se. Um, there are from time to time maybe an executive session that is limited to vestry and particular people that are invited by the vestry. However, in 18 years, nobody has ever showed up to to just watch. That, that's actually not true. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. We've, I, I know just in my terms, so that I'm in my third year, that we've had people come in and, and, and observe. I can think of two people. So of, that can happen. So don't, I, I don't be afraid. I stand corrected. We had, on, on Zoom, we had one that I can recall. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, just help, cause it, but, but you're welcome. So I think and if you have questions, I think we would, we would want to answer them during, during the vestry meeting. I mean, the, the typical procedure in vestry meetings is to have a time for uh, questions and comments. However, since we don't typically have anybody <laughs> there, we've never actually yeah. 
fleshed out that procedure. Yeah. But we're a nice group. We're a nice group. So uh, yeah, mo most of the time, most of the time. It's looking like we maybe need to, to call it to, to a close. But if you have more quest any questions, please don't be afraid to ask. And I just, please, please pray for us for the vestry. And um, also just want to thank our vestry members uh, for being up here. It's not a, you know, and just the work you're doing. It's just it's a cool group to be a part of. So thanks, everybody.